Welcome to episode 088, all the ways to be okay during lockdown. Welcome, I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner achievement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honour our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Welcome back. Welcome back. I have had a little break from the podcast. It wasn't intended, but as ever, always just following my intuition and what feels good and true. And you may have seen through socials or through emails that I was in the middle of a launch, launching what was my very first group program in years, right when lockdown began. So I decided to let everything else fall away and just really put my all, my whole heart and body into that experience. And it was such an incredible journey launching I Am The Remedy. We are now in the first week of the program and I will definitely come on here and share some more for you. I am going to talk a little bit about lockdown today because I am in the eighth week of lockdown here in Greater Sydney. But before I do that, I just want to share something really, really exciting. Many of you reached out, those of you that were really super keen to join I Am The Remedy, but because of certain things, the lockdown, financial issues, time, space, all of those different considerations, so many of you weren't actually able to jump on board the first iteration of I Am The Remedy, which is totally okay. But in the middle of my meditation, just last week actually, I had this download and I realized that there was a way for you, if you so wish to, to experience and taste and enjoy and savor some of the I Am The Remedy program. Now within I Am The Remedy, there are two live classes every week for six weeks. But in addition to that, there's lots of bonus content. And a section of that is called the daily meds, as in your daily medicine. And this is a collection of short mini sacred video practices designed to support you in deepening your experience with these practices that I share, these energetic-based practices, in a really short, punchy, easily accessible way. So what I've actually done is create that into a separate downloadable bundle just for you. It's called The Daily Meds. You don't actually have to join I Am The Remedy to experience this. And this will be available this Sunday, August the 22nd. So if you want to get in on that, please head on over to the show notes. You'll see The Daily Meds is linked up there. You can jump on and check out all the information. The cart doesn't open till this Sunday opening it under the full moon in Aquarius. And it's going to be a really potent energy. So perhaps the Daily Meds is calling out to you so that you can create and cultivate a beautiful, delicious, powerful, potent energetic practice, something that I do every single day for myself and that I actually think has been one of the major 
supports, the safety nets through this lockdown journey. So let's move on to today's episode. So there's so many things that I want to share with you here, and I'm not going to be talking about the particulars of lockdowns and vaccination versus not versus virus versus conspiracy theories. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about what my heart and mind has been stewing on and some really big ideas I think that are important for us to sink into in terms of how to get through these times. So one of the first things that I want to mention here is for me and maybe also for you, I've lived a pretty privileged life. I consider this to be one of the first experiences of really uh, tough times, you know. I've never lived through a war. I've never lived through any other form of civil unrest. This is the first time in my privileged white Western life that I've experienced really tough times. I have family in the Middle East, as so many of you are aware, and ever since I was a kid, I've always heard about how hard their life is and still is and in fact is getting much, much, much worse right now. So the reason I'm sharing this is because many of us emotionally and mentally and perhaps even physically don't have yet the bandwidth to work through and hold this kind of experience. So we've actually got work to do in building our emotional and mental resilience. This is the first time in my life, and maybe you'll resonate with this, where I've felt blocked, controlled, held back by external forces. Other than, you know, stuff that unfolds as a teenager with your parents and greater society conversations as what kids can do and can't do and what you can do as a woman and can't do. And I'm not, I'm not being flippant about any of that. I'm just saying on a greater global scale, this is the first time. So there's some resilience building that needs to happen here, some emotional work that needs to happen here. And many of us flail when we are first faced with this. And if we don't flail, we move into one of many different types of cognitive biases we can move into uh, really focusing on fighting back. We can focus on um, being part of the herd and what we're being told to do and feeling like we're part of the greater picture here and contributing. We can feel overconfident and a little bit cocky. We could be self-serving and really um, focusing on what we need and nothing else. There's so many different ways cognitively psychologically that we can move into an experience like this. So some of us flail and fall apart and get really hyper-anxious and overwhelmed. Some of us do many of the other things that I've described or all of it at different times and stages and I've certainly felt all of that. I've certainly felt points of flailing and overwhelm and anxiety and I've certainly felt um, the, the desire to feel strong again and to fight back, the desire to pull away and step away. None of it's right or wrong, it just is. But I think it's really interesting to notice all of that and to be like, ah, oh, this is a pattern that's going on for me here and I tend to be leaning towards this ragey, angry fight back or I tend to be throwing myself into um, focusing on what's out there so that I can feel like I understand and that I'm part of it and that I'm not in the dark. Or maybe I've gone the opposite and I'm completely emuing and sticking my head in the sand and ignoring what's going on. 
I'm highlighting this because within this privileged life and then therefore this first time experience with this collective trauma and this collective struggle, there's work to do. And that work is what I'm focusing in on. And that work filters into so many different areas of my life, who I am as a human being in this time, who I am as a wife and a partner and a space holder and a mother, who I am as a coach, how I show up in my work, as a daughter, as a sibling. And so many of that I'm not getting right. <laughs> and I don't really believe in getting it right. I just am sinking into where am I needing to build more resilience here? Where could I anchor in more to emotional stability? And what do I need to do to create more emotional stability? So as an example, I mentioned before the daily meds, that those practices that I'm sharing with you when that downloadable make up a huge part of my own personal daily practice. And it's a non-negotiable. And in fact, this whole year and all of last year, I've barely missed a day of showing up in some way at some time for my own energy work, my own practices, my meditation, my breath. Because the more that I do that, the more I feel like I can anchor deeper into my own truth and my own intuition, which I'm going to talk on more in a second, but also anchor deeper into a sense of stability and security and safety, which we all need because we're all in the middle of trauma. Instead of feeling that I'm flailing and that I'm getting pushed and pulled and shattered and stunted and kind of broken by the first, this first time and first-hand experience of true global and collective challenge. Because there's something here that's happening for all of us, which is that we feel we have no choice and we feel we don't have any say and we feel we don't have control. I've never experienced that before in this way. Like I said, I've experienced it as a child, as a teenager, growing up in a very, very strict and controlling environment. So there are similarities for me in terms of how my body shows up to this experience. There are similarities for me in terms of how my nervous system responds to feeling controlled. But really, this is the first experience like this, and I'm sure you're nodding along and agreeing. So many out there have been going through this since they were babies, since before they were even on planet Earth. We're talking about indigenous communities, we're talking about minority communities, we're talking about people in less developed countries, people in developing countries. So for us, white Western people, this is a first-hand experience. So building my resilience is about being with myself, being with my soul, being in practice, being in relationship with myself and also with nature and also with what is free and what is readily available and doing the emotional work through all of that, anchoring more and more into the inner stability, the inner security, the inner safety that's always there and that can never be taken away from you. If you come back to and remember your wholeness, your fullness, your aliveness, your greatness uh, on a soul level, that you aren't just this you know, minor human being that means nothing and that is nothing. When you can come back to that daily, you then tap into access and directly plug into that inner stability, security and safety. You anchor into that, which is really powerful. Someone said to me the other day, they feel like they're in Groundhog Day. 
And it kind of shocked me because I actually remember feeling like that in the early years of parenthood when I did not feel very safe and stable and secure, where I did not have a regular practice, where I wasn't so connected and anchored into my soul. I often felt very pushed and pulled by the circumstances and the context of my daily life. So when this person said this to me, it shocked me because I realized that I did <coughs> So why? The question is, why don't I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day? And upon reflection, when we are creating sacred space, when we are spending just even the smallest amount of time being with our inside people, being with our inner voice, reflecting, managing our energy in meditation, in prayer, in practice of some sort, even if that's just playing in the background with your kids, being in nature, being in reverence in some way. There is no Groundhog Day because every day is new and every day is fresh and you get to show up each day from a more aligned space because you've done the inner attunement work and you are embodying transformation daily. You are clearing out what doesn't need to be held on to, anxiety, overwhelm, fear, distress, discomfort. It's being cleared out and you are integrating what you can, releasing what you don't need, honoring yourself and your needs, being in communion with yourself, with your soul, with your inner landscape. Now something I touched on before that I want to build on here is anchoring deeper into your truth. There is so much going on in the world, so many conflicting pieces of information and ideas and stories and thoughts. Some of your best friends and closest family might have different feelings, beliefs to you. There is so much going on there on both sides, on all sides. Earlier in January, I had this realization when I was once again scrolling through my phone and reading more stuff and getting lost in more information where I thought, oh my God, I'm entering another year from the same space that I was in last year during the last lockdown. And I decided I wasn't going to do that. I was going to stop that right there. Not as in I wasn't going to stop being aware of what was going on in the world and I wasn't going to stop um, participating and allowing what I believed to be shared and having conversations with people and keeping my finger on the pulse because that's important. And if you don't do that, that's spiritual bypassing. But I did decide that my nervous system, my body, my breath, my heart, and therefore my intuition reign supreme and we're going to be cared for and tended for first before anything. And I also decided that the only way through this was to keep anchoring deeper into my truth what my intuition tells me and allow that to guide me through every single step of the way. So no matter what is being shared and screamed at me from both sides, and I'm highlighting this really importantly, both sides of the story, both sides of the argument, what I am referencing first is my truth. What feels good and true for me now, today, with the reservation that I can change my mind at any point as long as my intuition's guiding that. What feels good and true for me now, today? What do I believe now and today? What is guiding me now and today? What is my voice wanting to share now and today? Sometimes a lot, sometimes nothing at all. Sometimes I feel this burning desire to have a conversation and debate, and sometimes not at all. Sometimes I am enraged by somebody's perspective, and sometimes not at all. 
The more I sink deeper into my intuition rather than losing myself within other people's opinions and their opinions of other people's opinions and then their cognitive bias which is leading the way and actually not their truth or their intuition and all the information that conflicting arguments. I'm saying it all like this on one breath because I want you to feel the intensity of it. The more I sink deeper into my intuition, all of that falls away and I get to sit and ask what's good and true for me right today in this moment now. How do I want to live? How do I show up to my children? In this grassroots moment here with my children, with my family, with my work, what is guiding me through this? Oh, there it is, that voice, that intuition, my heart, my higher self. Not everything else. Not everything else. And of course this feeds right back in. Is Are you creating space and time for you to... Be in that anchor first so that you can actually hear your intuition and your truth. To be in your own energy and nobody else's. To cut away those negative cords of attachments and stories and ideas and propaganda and other people's very, very powerful belief systems. Other people's almost stubborn ideas of what's good and right. Other people's gaslighting and other people's virtue signaling. No, I don't want any of that. I want to be with my heart first and my truth first, above all else. And not at the detriment of others, always leading with kindness and compassion. Not hurting or disregarding or ignoring other people's needs, no. But if we all come back to ourselves first, you first, selfish behaviour first, as is in Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. If you haven't read that, it's eye-opening. God says to him, You first, always. Be selfish, always. If everybody did that, this would be a different place. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And I want to inspire you to do the same. Because not once in this journey have I pushed my beliefs and my thoughts on other people without hearing them or without allowing them to sink into their intuition. I have dear friends who are very opposite sides of the coin to me And every time they express their choice, I'm like, I'm proud of you because you're clearly doing that from what feels right for you. And I honor that and I love that and I appreciate that. Go you. But when people don't allow me to do the same, when people cut me off, gaslight me, ignore what my feelings and beliefs are, tell me outright I'm wrong and I'm selfish, Uh uh-uh, no. I'm cutting myself off from all of that I'm coming back to my heart and anchoring back in there and asking her, what is good and right for you? I refuse to be pushed and pulled by other people's cognitive bias, by other people's wounds, by other people's projections, by other people's fears. I'm happy to hear everything else when it's shared with a space of open-heartedness and willingness and uh, a clear intention of respect. I'm not if it's shared from all of their junk. And so because there is so much junk out there, I'm anchoring deeper into my truth, deeper into my heart, deeper into my intuition. That is my North Star. So let me touch on here, walking my talk of honouring whatever I choose. And one of the things that I've chosen throughout this whole thing is to stay, sorry, to say clearly I am pro-choice. I'm pro whatever you choose. And I've mentioned that a moment ago. 
But what does it actually mean to walk that talk? To not just say, I'm honouring your choice and I'm pro-choice, but what does it mean to actually live that? And what that actually means for me is to truly notice when I'm deeply, deeply triggered by somebody and their choice and to sit with what that is coming up, what's coming up there for me because it's about me. It's not about them. So when someone does make a choice in something that I don't fully agree with, I'm not responding and saying, oh my God, I don't agree with you. Why would you do that? I'm, I'm pausing and I'm waiting and I'm reflecting inward and I'm asking, why is this so triggering for me? What is here for me? What is challenging me in this? And not, not until I'm able to truly sit in the centre of I do love and respect you and your choice and I do love and respect whatever it is that you're choosing to do, not until I'm there do I respond or connect or engage. And the more that I do this, the easier it is for me to walk that talk. To walk the talk of saying and believing I am pro-choice and I honour whatever is unfolding here. Even if I don't agree with it, I'm honouring that because I believe in that. And again, that's being led by my intuition. So this leads me here to the balance point. Balance is something that I've stopped talking about many years ago because I don't believe in it in regards to life balance. There's always something that will fall through the cracks. There's always something that will take centre stage. So for example, during my launch for I Am The Remedy, that was centre stage. I was sitting at my computer in the evenings and drafting the emails and brainstorming content. And it wasn't for that long of my life. It was only two weeks. But that's what I decided was going to happen. And, of course, other things that I normally do in the evening weren't able to, to be present in my life. It wasn't possible. So I don't necessarily believe in balance. But through this particular lockdown, I have been questioning balance again because balance right now feels really nurturing for my, my nervous system. Balance right now feels really supportive. And that's not about balancing all the plates and juggling everything perfectly, but it's about creating an inner harmony, an inner harmony here. So I've gone off Instagram for two weeks at a time, only coming on to check DMs. I've pulled away from content and information that throws me off balance and just checking in every now and then when I feel like my nervous system can contain and hold it. The inner harmony here is really, really important for me because it's I, I matter the most. In my little family unit, how I am dictates how we are. So I'm not feeding into the fear that is coming from any or all sides of the story anymore because it's ramping up and it's getting dark on both sides and it's getting ugly and all I can do is tune in and say, what's going on? For me, from a harmonious perspective, what's feeling really leaky and what's feeling really heavy and where is it feeling dense? Where can I do some clean-up work here and create a little bit of balance, a little bit of inner harmony? I don't want to become unhinged. I don't think that that's helpful to anybody or anyone. And I do see life past this. I do see life past this collective trauma. I'm sure when people were going through World War I and World War II that they couldn't imagine life outside of that. But of course, 
life reigns supreme. Life always wins. Love always wins. And I feel it deep in my heart and in my gut and in my intuition and my truth that there is so much light coming and so much powerful change and we are riding through the thick of the storm. But because I feel so, so strongly that all the things we're afraid of will not be a permanent fixture in our life. They may show up for a while, but they will not be a permanent fixture in my life. That's not the story and the vision that I'm writing. Because I feel that so strongly, I refuse to become unhinged through this. So my daily work is so vital and so it's a requirement. It's a requirement right now. As it is for you, and I know you're probably feeling and thinking like there's already too much going on, but I promise you when you pull away from the junk that's going on outside in the world, there is so much time and space for you to savor your self-care, to be with your soul, to nourish your inner landscape, to play, to laugh, to dance, to be in nature. There's so much more space there when you refuse to get lost in this game So I refuse to become unhinged, so inner harmony is right up there. Which leads me to touching on this, gaining versus losing. There's so much that we feel that we're losing right now, but what are you gaining? And this is not me glorifying lockdowns and glorifying the BS that's going on from our government. I'm absolutely not doing that, and I'm absolutely not saying it's okay, but I am using my spiritual toolkit here to go okay there's so much I can be grateful for there's so much that I'm gaining and again because I live a privileged life but also because like literally in front of my eyes my daughter is being homeschooled and I see her behavior is different her energy is different there's so much family time and deep connection there's so much more self-work going on for me moving deeper into feminine embodiment and energy work and how that filters out into my relationship with my husband. Doing a marriage counselling course with my husband, as in counselling for us. Redoing my Reiki, cooking, playing, reading, resting. Slow, delicious afternoons with the family by the fire pit. Playing with my sound bowls. Bushwalking, visiting new beaches. There is so much. Like that's even just in the outer landscape. What's happening inside that you're gaining? So as you can see, they've had, I've had a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings, a lot of ideas. And I just wanted to share all of this with you. Whether you're in lockdown or not, we're all still part of this. And there's so much here that I've shared today that I hope you can take away and chew on and dissect and that lands for you in some way. So I'm going to leave it there and I'm going to let you just percolate with all of that for a little bit longer. Please do have a visit at The Daily Meds, this new incredible downloadable program. Ten mini videos, ten mini practices, including a just brand new recorded meditation, which is yum, and back to binaural beats, so really beautiful for brainwave entrainment. So you can see that in the show notes. And of course, I'd love to hear from you, so feel free to slide into my email, visit me at clarabade.com. 
you can jump onto the contact form there. Visit me on Instagram, Claireobade underscore, and slide into my DMs there. Thank you so much for tuning in, and it's so good to be back. Sending you so much love. Thank you so much for tuning into Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and the ears of those who need it most. If somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under claireobade underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood.